He took both Burnley corners here. He has 16 corners taken for the season. No other Claret has more than two corner kicks for the season. Like, he does everything for them in terms of free kicks and corners. He's and their, he is their Swiss Army pocket knife. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Sleepy Scott Weeby. <laughs> Brian Jessica. Come on, Scott. We're going to grind through this. No sleeping. Mm. This won't take but 45 to 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. Nothing Nothing gets me more excited than Arsenal and Manchester United talk. Come on, you got us! Let's, let's get right to yeah, it. Yeah, let's get right How to it. Brian! How long is it going to be till we get clean sheets? Uh, let's get to the matches first. We couldn't talk about it last week because we didn't pod. Let's get but we got two clean sheets in the last two game let's, weeks. Let's get to the matches so we can talk about that. Oh, shoot. Arsenal 2, Watford 0. The goal scorers, one from each side. Come Craig, on, you got us! Craig Cathcart with an <laughs> own goal. And Dave's boy, Mesut Ozil. Man. That enigma. What the heck? First, can we just say that Watford were unlucky here? They were. Especially Isaac's success. Isaac's success. I felt like that was a flashback to a couple years ago. I'm like, that guy's still on the team? Like, where's that guy been? Well, let, let's just do, let's just go ahead and acknowledge that. There's really only one, for me, I don't know how you guys feel. There's only one person I really want to talk about with Watford when we talk about Watford. But Dave, why don't you just go ahead and let everybody know how you feel about your favorite team? Look. Let's let's just get this out of the way right now. What have I been saying, Brian? Needed to happen if Arsenal was going to hold a clean sheet. Because every week you kept asking me, Dave, will Arsenal hold a clean sheet before you, your December? Your exact quote was that you hoped that there was a, some sort of uh, Swiss com- conspiracy to assassinate Granite Xhaka. <laughs> sort of. I'm the not Swiss sure. don't conspire, Brian. That's oh. true. They are the neutrality of neutrals. Well, he's the one who's if asking for. A, he's sense. the one that's asking for a man to be killed. No, I I wish <laughs> diarrhea on him. Okay. Now, what's weird is this: the guy that I wanted to come in and play has done it, and what he has done is he has glossed over everything, so that all of a sudden the glaring spot on the field named Granite Xhaka, isn't glaring anymore. Mm-hmm. That's how good of a job he is doing. And in his last two starts, and we are referencing Torreira, a better real-life right. player you are, than you, fantasy Just to be player. clear, you are talking about what you've said for weeks and weeks, which is why is Xhaka starting and why can't Torreira get a minute out here? I at least been, get him out there well, more. He's been coming on at halftime. Right. And then all of a sudden, Arsenal looks great at halftime. Right, well, it's like the defensive midfield version of Lacazette. Yeah, every time he's out there, you see, oh man, Arsenal looks. Why great. isn't that guy always out there? He's yep. really good, and then they don't put him out. All there. Right. And guess who? Guess who started the last couple weeks? Torreira. Well, Torreira, and then Lacazette has been starting the last four weeks. Well, we can talk about him in a second. Anyway, so bottom line is, Brian, one of your questions has been, the reason why you keep asking me this is because you want to play Monreal. You maybe want to think about Bellerin. I wanted the, to, yeah. the, the problem was is their defense was so lousy, and I kept saying it will get better if we just start Torreira. Well, finally he started, and the last two weeks they have come across 
two clean sheets. What do you think about them apples? Well, so I what I think about them apples is that I think it's good. I mean, obviously, it's it's better for them. Here's my question, Dave. You 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 ask so away. per whoscored.com. We love whoscored.com. We love whoscored.com. The Premier League site and or other league site for stats. As I've want- said more than once, I couldn't. We couldn't do this podcast without them. Arsenal have been drawing at half and winning at full time in their last five matches. They are nine minutes from blanking here, and really, at some point, could have been down a goal or two. The last two weeks, they have scored late, and they've scored like within minutes right. of each and so other. So now, yeah, they're nine minutes away from scoring nothing, and then they get two goals between minutes eighty-one and eighty-three. Just out, like, and and not out of nowhere, but they did what they needed to do to score the goals. I'm not saying anything bad about that, but why are they leaving it so late, Dave? Great question. I don't know the answer to that. Maybe they're, they're, they're kind of blowing some chances. Maybe they're just wearing teams down. I don't know. I, honestly, it wasn't until they had all three subs in this match that they started looking a little bit more threatening. Danny Welbeck came on, and Wobi came on, and both of them were bringing energy. So here, that's the second thing. So the second thing I want to ask you about, Dave, is the uh, Mesut Ozil, Aaron Ramsey <laughs> issue yes. for Arsenal. Yeah. So, Aaron Ramsey's contract issue is an Arsenal issue. It is. And it is, for those of you who don't know, still ongoing. They had talks break down this past week. So technically, they're not, they're not ongo- ongoing. Mm-hmm. But they were. They broke down. There is something going on there. Aaron so, Ramsey to Liverpool? Question Aaron mark. Ramsey. <laughs> in fairness to Aaron Ramsey, Aaron Ramsey wants Mesut Ozil money, probably. And he's not going to get it. Now, uh, many would argue that Ozil didn't deserve it, but whatever, that contract's done. So, so it's a funny it thing it to me to see not only that it seems to be it's like uh, he could leave in January. The expectation is, if not January, leaves on a free transfer next summer, which I feel like everyone agrees would be insane. Sure. And yet, can't seem to find a useful place here. And so the, the common Arsenal fan complaint seems to be that Ozil belongs in the number 10. Ramsey keeps being put there. When Awobi comes on, like you said, they seem to have more pace. They seem to be a. They seem to be more dangerous because it put it puts Ozil. It moved Ozil back to the number ten. Right. Ramsey goes off. Awobi moves to the wing. Ozil then moved to the number ten. You know, one thing I noticed once he got there too late is the last couple weeks before this, Ozil was taking a lot of heat. For not tracking back and kind of playing horribly late. Ozil took Oh my heat? gosh, tons of it. And he deserved it. Oh, yeah. He was playing like Donkey, okay? In this match, I just wonder if he didn't have LeBron ears. This is not a basketball podcast and start listening to what's going on, acting like he's not listening to what's going on. He was re- the 89th minute, he was tracking back, making defensive plays in front of the box. Mm-hmm. And I just, in, in front of his defensive box. So people I, people pointed out that when Ramsey was subbed at 62 minutes, it appeared that he just blew Emery off. It did appear moved, like that as to he me. moved to the I, bench. I thought that he walked by him and smirked and shook his head, like you don't know shit. What are you doing? Um. So is there a correction here? Is I mean, is there a way is, to solve this? No, Ramsey's gone. So now, Ozil 
per match of the day when he scored this goal. It was his second goal now in three matches, which he it's as many as he had in his previous 18. Wow, okay. So we know he scored six goals in his 200-point season a few seasons ago. Right. He scored eight goals in 2016, but he's never been fewer than four since 2013. Okay. If he... If, Ozil goes back. If Ozil gets that spot as the as a true number, number 10, 10, right? does that not... I mean, he's been good here now two out of the last three weeks. And a clean sheet last week gives you three points. I mean, it's better than, it's better than nothing sure. last week for sure. I mean, is this like uh, worth paying attention to now? It Since is. we were so off. I, I mean, I, like we were on him in the preseason. Scott made fun of us really bad. And then he sucked, just like everyone said he did. And right. we were all like, we were all said, no, no, get out of here. And right. then now all of a sudden it's like, hey, the dude's playing. And if he gets this spot, though, does that not make him useful? I will be keeping my eye on it. I also will know this his ownership is at 3.7, his price is at 8.3. He's in a weird price range mm-hmm. because he and Pogba are like the only guys yeah. in their price range in like the, the eight. The the point eights that or the the eight point threes and twos and such, mm-hmm. so that's. But I'm yeah I'm gonna be monitoring this because look, what scares me is his inconsistency. Is it is it sad Ozil or is it happy number ten Ozil? Like what's going on there? And I don't know fully. I, I do know this. I believe that Emery is getting to him saying, if you don't track back and play defense, then I'll set you. Mm-hmm. Because Aubameyang every week is like leading by example. He is tracking and helping Bellerin all the way back into the box. Because oftentimes Bellerin and or Monreal, they're get I can't remember they're getting forward. But he has been really good at tracking back. So is Lacazette. I'm just saying, like in other words, everyone's kind of getting the Emery thing. Like, hey, I'll set you. Like we do have guys that can play. Mm-hmm. And I think he was making it a point because Ramsey's kind of known for in quotes his box to box. He's a box to box midfielder. You mm-hmm. know his engine that never stops. Although, yeah. guess who's getting subbed off at sixty two? And I think that's what really bought. I'm telling you, something's going on there. Ramsey's Ramsey's done. Yeah. Anyways, summarizing, I'm keeping my eye on it. Ten three ten in his last three matches. And Arsenal's schedule coming up is, is still pretty good. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested and curious about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to be able to add Lacazette into my squad somehow. Why would you want to do that? Since he started in match week four, he's had 12, 5, 8, and 5 cents. I mean, why would you want to start him? I mean, he's in that, he's that same, same with Firmino. If you don't have him already, likely without getting rid of your premium premium guy, it's tough. It to makes get the to money him. tough. It does, and that's where I am with him. But four shots here, not on target, but I mean, he gets the assist on the Ozil goal or on the Cathcart own goal. I mean, yes, he leads Arsenal with, on the season with seventeen shots. Actually, Aaron Ramsey's tied with six shots on target. That leads the leads all Gunners. But I mean, this match he had fifty three total touches. Of of the Gunners attacking players, only Ozil had more than him. But Ozil plays deeper and is more. I mean, I feel like he's more of a a control and I'm passing player anyway. No one in front had more than twenty seven touches. So Lacazette. His involvement is significant. He's 
in the box a ton. It's what we've talked about before. The stats all back up what you're seeing in terms of fantasy point production. Scott, would yeah. you rather own Roberto Firmino at a mm. 9.4 mm-hmm. or a Alexander Lacazette at a 9.5? Lacazette has currently scored four more points than Firmino on the season. It's easy to be seduced by recent form, but I do, and I have said all season long, regardless of the number of points he scored in any given week, Arsenal are better when Lacazette's on the pitch, like you said earlier. Uh, We've been saying that all season. I am very much interested in Alexander Lacazette. I don't, I might have to transfer Firmino out to get to him, mm. and I am open to that if it makes sense yeah. everywhere else in my roster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Well, it, cost-wise, it's they're right there with each other, right? So it's it's apples yeah. and apples right there. That does not diminish what I said earlier about Roberto Firmino, by the way. No, and and really, sure. hey, you want to go? You want to go premium striker zero and just have no one over ten? Lacazette and. Lacazette and Firmino as a combo, sure, great. I wouldn't mind doing that at all. Hey, real quick before we move on, uh, Watford, we talked, we discussed a a week ago, uh, or excuse me, we discussed two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and it was after kind of a bad result, and we said hold, I said hold on Watford. And Scott, you a couple weeks before when we were talking about er Watford stuttered out earlier, Mm -hmm. you said... In fairness to you, uh, Dud, and I said, look, I think they're going to be hanging around. Yeah. I think they'll be okay. Now, they did. They have gone through a couple of rougher matches. Yes. But this might fall into the category, Scott, of I wasn't wrong. I just wasn't right yet. That's what it was Watford that prompted Scott to say that in the first place, I believe. Is, did, is that right? Oh, yeah. I said that about Watford. Absolutely, I did. Well, so, and... anyways, in fair, look, I. I think I still think Holobos, Cholobos. Mm-hmm. The is, zero one one in his last three matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's okay. not, that happens with a lot of defenders. Okay. Um, I'm not relying on him to be to anchor my defense. How about the fact that no one had more than two fantasy points in their entire squad this past week? That's not great. But then again, they were playing the defensive wall called Arsenal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> jokes there. This jokes, look, jokes, Dini, jokes. Dini set Watford up for failure for as long as he's on the club because of his trash talk. So You're there's exactly double right. pressure on Watford to do better against Arsenal than almost any other club. Will Hughes should have scored a goal here. Yeah. Will Hughes had had the shot in front of uh, in front of goal that he just put wide. Yeah. Uh, hey, bet one of the best chances. I, hey, look, Holoboss, listen. The thing with Holoboss, this could be a, a theme here with a lot of players that are that are kind of the biggest price risers here on the season so far. Holoboss is so involved in what they do and attack. It just I feel like he just can't not return points at some point. I agree. I know I he's agree. had bad returns. But he has 62 crosses total for the season. 14 more than Kieran Trippier in second. Wow. Holobos took all five of Watford's corners, or he took five of Watford's six corners in the match, had three key passes here. Like He's really I, involved, right? I, like He's on four yellows, so he's only a yellow away. <laughs> he's a yellow away from a suspension, which, which, which is his one, Like which is we, we've said we've that's like the one downside that, with him. Yes. But yeah, he's just one of those guys, like just <laughs> so permanent in what is going on going forward for the club and 
yeah, I mean, I, if you have, it's one of those guys. Like, I don't, I wouldn't blame you for buying him if you already have him. Like, why are you selling him? I mean, it's just one of those guys. I feel like you could just hold. One other thing, Rob Holding. I know Mock Away. He is playing. He's got all three bonus points this week. Okay, Socrates is hurt, so mm-hmm. he's going to be out for four to five weeks at least. And hopefully Mustafi will get hurt right when he <laughs> okay. comes back, so Holding can continue to play. More, I'm more just injury saying, wishes of first player. I'm not sure exactly how all the defensive stats are accumulated, but they shut him out, and Rob Holding got all three bonus points in his first start. Obviously, that won't happen every week. I'm just saying he's a 4.4, Scott. If Torreira's in and Arsenal has a chance at some clean sheets, that you might be able to to go to Rob Holding for a few weeks. Was it just me, Brian, or were there a lot of ifs in that sentence? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Many conditions on <laughs> how and why you purchase Rob Holding. Bournemouth 2, Crystal Palace 1. We saw this one coming. David Brooks and Junior Stanislaus for the Cherries. Patrick Van Anholt, a little bit more predictable for Crystal Palace. Hey, Van Anholt, last three matches, Brian, six, six, and a ten. Welcome back to Fantasy Relevance, Patrick Van Anholt. Uh-huh. Literally, Huddersfield and Newcastle, the bottom two clubs in the table, were the clubs in those first you, two scores. You, you just look for like a great spot to poo-poo someone <laughs> when they have some success on the field, Scott. Did can, you not hear you in not, part... Did you not hear in part one how bad my week was? I am coping not, here, man. Can we not just have some personal success in the field without you just trying to dunk on him? Patrick Van Onholt has a vested fantasy Premier League interest in mm. his in his performance this season. Yes, he does. With his very own league... I hope we're all in it. Is I am everyone in, that in it? League. Are you in it? I am not in it. The that league, league of doing bits? Yes. Everybody should be in that league. If, if by the way, if you win that fantasy league, you win some ridiculous stuff yeah. like behind the scenes, it's like cool. tickets to games yeah. and all kinds of stuff. He is hooking up fantasy players. So, Dave, will he come close to six against Wolves this coming week? Hey, that's that's a great question. The I only, don't know. Wolves and Palace is going to be a fantastic match. The, only, no. the good thing for them it is... It won't that, be a fantastic match. The good thing for them is they're at home. Palace. Yes, the Palace is playing at home. But That's you said earlier only, that they can't score at home. They, they haven't. Lose, they lose 1-0 one, one in this match. They haven't scored at home yet, but I mean, I, I blame... I blame fixtures and the lack of Zaha because one of those was home against Southampton where Zaha was a surprise absence. Yeah, and one was... Um, Newcastle. Yes. Also surprised that they didn't score a goal yeah. <laughs> at home against the, but that was also him coming off of the injury and also him coming off of his big complaint about being kicked all the time and needing a broken leg before somebody gets a That's red true. card. Roy Hodgson said after that too, that he feels like he put, you know, he kind of put too much pressure on himself that he was kind of feeling the weight of that comment. Zaha's fine. He scored yeah. six in this match against Bournemouth. Scott, I'm not doubting the roaring Roy's. At home against against Wolves, I think I think they'll at least get a draw out of it. They're not um, they're not losing. They're scoring. They're breaking this streak this weekend. But more relevant, I think we have to say so far this season has been the play of the Cherries. Yeah, seventh place in the table. Yeah, uh, but the goal scorers were very unexpected here, for sure. Now, so David Brooks has been. It's he's, David Brooks, right? Mm-hmm. He's been not playing. to be confused with New Ab- York Times. Columnist David Brooks. Right. <laughs> American David Brooks has been playing well. No. 
Yes, yeah. he has. Not the, Amer- not American, not the American David Brooks. You said the American David Brooks. The, the English David the Brooks. English da- the American <laughs> David Brooks is, you do what you want he's to. He's writing well. He's, a, he's at the peak of his career. Brian, That's what I'm talking about. 0.2% people own David Brooks? For yeah, of one course, one? nobody's owning him. That's got to be his family. The Brooks family <laughs> well, owns David Brooks. So he had a blip there. I mean, he has some, I mean, he's been involved in their attack. West Ham was the first match where, where he showed, like, promise i feel like that was the first match where it was like wow i think he led the team in shots that week but he's tied with with ryan frazier for second on the team with 13 shots he's taken 13 shots he's second he's second with five shots on target i'm laughing because david brooks has 18 fantasy points on the season i know to frazier's 42 but, but david brooks's form is what had cherry's fans Kind of asking where Junior Stanislaus fits when now that he's healthy. Look, where exactly does he fit in this in this team? Brooks has played consistently all year, and even after this match, Eddie Howe is very complimentary of David. Mm-hmm. Brooks. He's gotten subbed off every week. I just looked at his picture, okay, because I don't even know what the guy kid looks like. <laughs> he looks like he's twelve years old. In fact, I'm now having to look him up on Wikipedia because it truly is the uh, authority on all knowledge. And I have to see, okay, he's 21. Okay, so he's actually 21. Honestly, the Premier League is doing him no favors in putting up a picture where he looks like he's 12. Did, did you just admit that you do research for a podcast on Wikipedia? Uh, everyone should. <laughs> okay. It's always true. All right. For some reason, uh, Dave, can you do another segment of, uh, of What the Hell? <laughs> and, yeah. And look up the number of people who have sold Ryan Frazier. Ryan, in a segment we like to call, what the hell? <laughs> okay. It it will involve Ryan Frazier. And the amount of people who have sold Ryan Frazier this match week, Brian, 26,361. It's a good Com- bet. Compared to the transfers in at 77,359. Brian, course. what the hell? Well... <laughs> When you score one, and it's on the back of not scoring more than two, I don't think, the previous week. <laughs> His last five, two, two, 18, two, two and one. And one. Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting. I have my eye raised. I'm not selling yet. Well, so I know that there was some concern, too, that when Junior Stanislaus came back, that when he was healthy, that, you know, kind of the, there was some thought that it could affect Ryan Frazier. I thought that it would be a complimentary piece to Ryan Frazier that it would not affect his match time. And I think that, I think that is going to be true. And it's only, and it has a lot to do with the way they played together 12 times last season. And in that span of, in those 12 matches, they scored twice each and they assisted each other once Yeah, in those matches. Yeah. Ryan Fraser said that if he could pick any cherry to be a teammate, his first choice would be Junior Stanislaus. Really? They play really well together. And healthy Junior Stanislaus, we already know, is a benefit to Bournemouth. But it's David Brooks who's the one who stands to lose, lose out here. Ryan uh, Fraser, Brian, even with those people transferring him out, he's going to go. His go price is going to go up again tomorrow. Yeah. So not tonight, but tomorrow evening. By the way, Wednesday the, evening. By the way, the clock is ticking. Junior Stanislaus came on 
late in this match, which means he has only three weeks left until his next injury. Oh yeah, it's 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 imminent. Oh Scott, there you go. Although he yeah. does get a he does get a break. <laughs> oh, rain, rain, rain cloud Scott over here. Whether he's true or wrong, come whether on. Whether you're right you or wrong, I'm right. I know you, you know are. I'm, I'm right. not saying you're wrong, but I'm just saying you are the rain cloud today. You are the, <laughs> the Mr. Rain Cloud. I transfer him in now. What's I, the name of the rain cloud in Trolls? That's Scott. That's We're, just Cloud Guy. Cloud Guy. That's Scott today because Scott's Cloud Guy. So we're all clearly dads here. For those, for those, for those folks who are concerned about Ryan Frazier, I would say, fear not, little one. I would, I would refer you back to the title of this segment, which was, what the hell? Oh, uh, yes, that's true. Why are you worried? Seven crosses in this match. Oh, he, and he took all three corners. And, in the match for for Bournemouth. And he the had, breakaway, and Hennessy made the save of his life. He had four key passes, three of which could have resulted in goals. One of which should have resulted in a Callum Wilson goal. Uh, I'm not worried about him in the slightest. And he's one of those guys that, similar to Holobos, similar to James Madison, who we'll talk about, they're just a, this handful of players, again, Way too involved in the in the form and attack of the team on which they play to say that 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 it's it's just going to disappear all of a sudden. No one scores all the time except Eden Hazard because he scores when he wants. <laughs> Other than that, everybody has been is going to be up and down. This what he's doing. What he's doing for Bournemouth is is too much the volume is just way too high in terms of crosses and and pace and just the key passes and what he offers going forward in attack is he going to score two goals again sometime soon i doubt it he very well could though i'm just saying like you're not expecting a ton of goals from him i just think what he's he's obviously shown unreal form so far this season all right i need to call both of you to the table on something and it's going to sound bizarre. Why? Do 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 both of you still own Wilfred Zaha? Yeah. Okay. My question to you is why? Now, I know what let you're me gonna, follow that I, up. I know what you're going to ask. He is a $7.0 bedillion. He is currently 15th in overall scoring with eight players at either the same price as him or lower that have scored more points than him. Why do both of you own Wilfred Zaha? Scott? I think he's going to score points. <laughs> Rain cloud. I should not have gone to cloud guy <laughs> tonight. Should not have gone to cloud guy tonight. Brian, Brian, defend why you own Zaha. Now, if it's, I just hadn't been able to get him out of there. I get it. I just don't, like when I looked at the stats, because I, I didn't feel like this until I looked at the stats, and i and I like, he's $7, which I knew, but then and when I realized he was 15th in scoring, and I, I found that out by not looking for him. Actually, I was looking for something else. I'm like, why is he down so low? And then there's eight players that are cheaper than him that have scored more. Oh, Brian, in a segment we like to call, what the hell? Well, listen, <laughs> I didn't like that he missed the home match against Southampton. Fair. And that was a that, that was, was a, a zero. that was that's a, a freak. Egg. That's a freak injury against one of the worst teams that this league will ever see. And so. That was dumb, okay. and I think it Fair. just shocked Crystal Palace. Like that's the the one one of the weirder results to me so far this season. Okay, 
he's got three goals and an assist. I mean, I'm not like the, to me, this is not like Wilfred Zaha is not not performing. It's just that of all the people that were out there, like the guy, of course, like when Mitrovic is scoring, like did I did I think about because I won my wild card even. I thought about like, okay. all right, do I want to move Zaha out? And Mitrovic was the guy yeah. that I considered because right. I already had Ings. I have Ings on the team, and it's the same. It's the same kind of thing with Danny Ings. Right. Like, why don't I have Jimenez? I've been talking about Jimenez all True. all season long, and um, no, I just I think it's kind of the same as Scott. I just I felt like the fixtures were still good for I, Palace. They've got two more. They've got two more okay say, matchups coming it's up. Wolves and Everton, and then they've got a run of terrible matches. And then it's like the top six, right? Yep. So yeah, but I'm are, what, so when are you selling him? Are you going to sell, Dave? Him? I'm looking at the guys that you're referring to. Mitrovic not on a great run of form, it, it, zoomed in at the present moment. Callum Wilson and Josh King, I don't like how they share the wealth. Same thing goes for Andre Gray and Troy. But they're both. I know you don't well, like it. Raul but they're still Jimenez, outscoring him. Raul Jimenez, I've got an anti-Mexico bias. Glenn Murray, I'm not a fan of his hairline. Marco Arnautovic might be the one guy I would. I would go to right now in place of Wilfred Zaha. That's the type of analysis I expect from Cloud Guy. <laughs> well done. Well done. All valid. Very good. Statistic. Ryan's giving off numbers of <laughs> shots in the box, and I'm talking about male pattern baldness. That's fine. What That's else fine. do you want from this podcast? That's fine. All right. Well, I'm, look, I just want to bring some things up because, look, we, we, we're here to talk the fantasy numbers and stuff, and people are out there might be looking at the fact that they own Zaha. I'm just saying there's other guys out there that definitely don't have as tough a schedule as him. It might be time. You already think Crystal Palace is going to lose one nothing this weekend. So if you already think that and you still own him, transfer him out because you definitely don't want him going into the, the, the slaughter fest. So I'm just saying think about it. Get Zaha out of your lineup. Now that I've said that, surely he will score a hat trick I mean, this weekend. It's just the, and also it's the – I mean – the stats have just shown how they don't work without him. No, it, yeah, every it, that's the thing. He is Crystal Palace, yeah. and he's coming off a six. Like, no thanks. Newcastle nil, Leicester two. The goals in this one coming from England's finest, Jamie Vardy and Harry Maguire. Hey, Brian, Scott. Yes, I didn't want to go to you because you're a cloud guy today. Okay, but I'll go. I'll start with you. Okay. Is it time to own three lesser players? I'm not going to Harry Maguire. If that's one of the guys you're oh, thinking about. Oh, Scott. I'm don't don't be seduced by his 18. That is not sustainable. I'm not being seduced by that. I but get prior it. Prior to that, one, one, and two. Well, I'll, I'll, that's all right. I'll, I'll get into my opinion in a minute. I just want to get yours, which is fine. And we are all entitled to entitled to our opinion brian i don't like how you're trying to be the voice of reason with me <laughs> i'm not used to this let me let me just answer the rest of your question and say uh, james madison yeah sure you had this like weird tone with me and i don't like it i'm not liking it james madison and jamie vardy yes are 100 ownable yes agree i think i'm seeing rumors about james madison coming up for england in the international break why not Kids inform me. Why? Like, I don't like his attitude. Like, I, I don't. He's not a guy I would want in my locker room with me. No, I, I don't want him as a teammate. But I'd want him in my fantasy lineup. But Vardy, you like Vardy though, right? I mean, I don't like him as a person either. But you know, it's fine. It's oh, whatever. Come on. You take Vardy. You know, you know Vardy's going to battle for you, man. I don't have to actually 
coexist with these guys. Mm-hmm. They just need to score points in my fantasy right. lineup. So, you know, I mean, sure. Would they Would they both also be in my all <laughs> club? Yeah, absolutely they're going to be on that team. But you know what? That's fine. On the Scott scale of rightness, I mean, I would like to think also that I was right eventually about this. <laughs> uh, no, like, listen... Not to keep. How going. did I get this named after me? <laughs> not to. It's both an honor and a slap at the same time. It. You just did it right there, and I love it. The Scott, the Scott scale, scale, of scale of rightness. Look, <laughs> look. We, you said. I said we, the thing that I feel was like really. I'm on the all <laughs> team of this podcast. The thing just, that was your cloud guy. Today. The thing that we that I like. The thing that we talked about on this very podcast multiple times was Lester's schedule. That their schedule was has right, been now. and remains excellent until the beginning of December. And so yeah, again, like on the you know, if you're expecting the form to pick up as the fixtures improve, then yeah, I feel like it was kind of bound to happen and Newcastle stinks right now. Uh 12 clubs have conceded double digit goals so far this season and all like Palace is the Crystal Palace is the only club outside of the top 10 to concede fewer than 10 goals so far this season. All the rest of the best teams are the, in terms of goals against are in the top 10. Yeah. And so Newcastle's allowed the fourth most shots so far this season even if they've been excellent at home they they they're allowing the fourth fewest total of shots on target. Doesn't matter. Leicester has been playing really well and Leicester City has two guys who are just on fire right now. And I'm not talking about Slabhead. I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about Jamie Vardy, who we've said for a while. Did he has he gone up to nine dollars yet? If Jamie no. Vardy no. If Jamie Vardy is still eight point nine, uh, that is shocking. And that's me. what I'm trying to tell people. I own Jamie Vardy, and I've had him the last two weeks, mainly sort of as a differential, but I felt like once he came back to the lineup, I wanted to own him. His current ownership is at a 4.7. If you haven't noticed right now, people, everyone in your mini leagues got the same six or seven guys. So you got to come up with three guys that someone else doesn't have. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Jamie Vardy is a guy in the last two weeks, 11 and 8, and all I can tell you is ahead of him is a great schedule. Own you. Everyone in their mini league probably already has Madison, so that's fine. Great, own him because if you don't, then you're just you're 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 falling behind. He's been scoring so well. Also, Madison and I just added him this week. I added him at a six point eight right before he went up to a six point nine. But I was slow to the game, Brian. I was I was three weeks slow to the game. Yeah, three weeks earlier, you should have added him when I got him at six point six. Yeah. I, I, if you had listened to this podcast, if only weeks ago, if only you, sir, have no <laughs> place to talk about. That. <laughs> Bottom line is Vardy. God bless and, and, and Vardy and in Trippier. And well, that's not true. I'm going. I'll cut that. Vardy at a four point seven, whatever I just said, percent ownership is. It shouldn't even be a differential, but technically he would be. No, he totally is right now, and that was the whole point. He, I mean, he the, in in the differential column m- multiple weeks ago. I mean, that, that was the he was like three percent. I mean, right. the fact that he's up now to that much is, I mean, is good. And the fact that his price hasn't gone up yet, it I will feel like only is be going surprising. up, people. 
it will only be going up. I don't think he's going to go up in the next day or so. So this pod might get out, and you might still have time to get him at an 8.9. So Madison is that guy, too. Like Matt, James, James Madison, like nine crosses in the match, took all nine, took all nine corners. Lester took, had nine corners, and he took all, all of them. He had five key passes. No one in the Premier League has taken more shots from set pieces than James Madison. He's still the most fouled player as well. So just put those two pieces together. I mean, as long as this guy's getting fouled anywhere near anywhere near the box, you're guaranteed that it's going to be a shot on goal from the same guy that gets fouled. Like he's he's too involved in what's going on. I want Ben Chilwell to be in that category because he's doing the same things for Leicester. It's not showing it just hasn't turned into points yet. He did put in six crosses here. The defense finally gets a clean sheet, uh, you know, after all this time. Brian, I dare say if it wasn't for Diego Rico, Ben Chilwell might be the biggest bust of your fantasy predictions so far this season. It's true, but I would like to think that nothing has busted for me yet in this (laughs) Premier League season. So I'm happy to have Ben Chilwell, I I still think. I'm still glad to have him as a as a as you're a, not wrong. Differential. You're just not right yet. Listen, <laughs> that's my like I said, Listen, <laughs> and I'm right. Listen <laughs> now. Listen, we were talking about Pereira, Ricardo Pereira, who got back in the lineup this week. He yeah. sat out last week, which was, you know, I'm sure, shocking for a lot of people that had him. But you know, he he benefits here too. You know, Maguire goes bonkers, and I'm sure lots of people are going to chase. You know, a goal well, and, and an assist so from look, Harry Maguire. I'm not expecting he, 18 points. No, of course not. Because he scored half of his points, his total fantasy points for the season, he scored in one game. Right. Now, I will say this, though. Do I believe in a Leicester that's coming into an easy schedule? Yeah, I do. Do I believe in a Leicester that could come up with every other week, maybe a clean sheet, when I see Cardiff, when I see Burnley, when I see Everton? Right? Even though yeah, Everton just yeah, dropped Everton's some goals. Ever, Everton and, and... It's a home match. It's right. King Power at home. I'm just saying, like, look, there's games there that, hey, Lester can... Is, is it gonna, it's not going to surprise me that they're going to get a clean sheet. Harry Maguire isn't a horrible own. That's all I'm saying. No. And, and, look, I, and I, not chasing the points that Scott so aptly made the point of is... Don't chase those points. I'm not. I am chasing their schedule. So I have a I have a strategy question for you guys. All right. Which would you prefer? Which would you recommend for our listeners? We have discussed now three nine-ish priced forwards: Roberto mm-hmm. Firmino, Alexander Lacazette, and Jamie Vardy. If you have those three guys in your lineup, it is roughly the same overall price as if you have Harry Kane one of those three guys, and someone like Raul Jimenez in your lineup. It's roughly mm-hmm. the same price. Which is the better strategy moving forward at, at forward? I would want to own... Well, that's an interesting question. I would think that I would want to own Jimenez, Maguire, and one of those strikers. You mean Jimenez, Vardy, and Kane? Sorry, maybe I misunderstood the question. Rephrase the whole question. Explain explain your question to me first and then rephrase it. Which is a better fantasy strategy moving forward at forward? Is it to own the three guys at the nine-ish price point that we've discussed, Roberto Firmino, Jamie Vardy, and Alexander Lacazette? Or 
is it to own one of those guys alongside Harry Kane and someone like Raul Jimenez? Both options give are, are total uh, about the same price. I would rather own the three, the Vardy, Lacazette, and Firmino. And if not I could own do that, Harry Kane? Well, so I say that currently I own Harry Kane. I own Harry Kane, Vardy, and Huddersfield. Well, wait till next week and from, use two free transfers from, and go down. From Quainer. I own Quainer. So here, here, here's the thing. I am not going to own three. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Nothing makes Scott more mad. headaches faster than you owning a useless player. Listen, I get it. But look, I want to spend that money other places. I have someone in my forward. Quainer is the only guy in my team who never sees the field. Like, I'm spending that money other places. So I'm able to have Trippier, Robertson, Alonzo in my defense and then have Hazard, Mane, Vardy, Kane, you know, across across my – and then have Ederson in goal. I mean, that's my team. I'm just saying, like, you know. I will say, for the first time in maybe the history of our mini league, <laughs> you are something like three points ahead of me right now. So who am I to judge? Well, listen, it's only three points. It's fairly early in the season. I am worried. Look, my concern is this, and, and I want to give credit real quickly to a someone who wrote an article two years ago. Okay? Two years ago... We didn't have a blog then, so it wasn't one of us. Mm-mm. Two years ago, Rob Reed for fantasyfootballgeek.co.uk okay. wrote an article about team value strategy and early season strategy. I would encourage anyone to read it. Not in our mini league, because I don't want you doing what I'm doing. Because currently my team value is at a 103.2. And my goal by midseason is to try to get it to a 105. Okay? Because what that's going to do by the time I get to the end of the season and the last 10 weeks of the season, I'm going to be able to hopefully buy players that other guys in my mini league will not be able to purchase because meaning my differential players because everyone will have wild carded and had this we'll all have the same players but you got you got to make your money on the differentials that's why Brian's column on differentials is so important you need to check that out weekly assuming it's every week maybe it's every other week but whenever it's out there whenever it gets there you need to check it out because it's important if you want to make a difference you can have the same the same guys as everyone else in your league and never make a move or you can choose one or two differentials to make a move anyways. Rob Reed, fantasyfootballgeek.co.uk. Fantastic article. I truly, truly appreciate it. And what you like about it is that you want your team value to go up higher. He says in the article his goal is to, early in the season, take some risks. Don't necessarily worry too much about negatives. But yeah, obviously you have to watch negative fours because they'll pile up on you. But really focus on watching the price marks building team value every single week so that by by mid-season your your team value is at a, his goal is a 105 his best year that he ever did he had it at a 106 and he finished in the in the top 1000 in fantasy premier leagues and that was i think 16 17 so vardy would be one of those guys that definitely qualifies a guy that dropped a tenth yeah who should go back up to his starting value for the season yeah I'd assume that Firmino, if he if the second that Firmino gets back into any kind Firmino's of Firmino's the same we'll go, way. He's we'll 9.4. He, yeah. Right. So a guy that's gone back, and Lacazette's up, I'm sure, since, you know, out of those guys. 
Scott, to answer the question, I, that is such a tough call. I, because I am going to continue to do what I've got, which is, but but the whole time wish that I could go the other way, which is own an expensive guy, a medium price guy, and a cheap guy. Um, that's what you have, or that's, that's what, what you I wish. have currently. Yes, that's what I have as well. But yeah, I already said like I would love to make my second striker. Firmino, Vardy, Lacazette. Yeah, that sounds delicious. I think knowing it? knowing that, like I said, Raul Jimenez, we'll talk about him in a second. Jimenez has been so good so far this season. Danny Ings, like he's got three goals. Like, you know, you're getting points from guys that are that are playing consistently. They're capable. You know, I it's, it's going to be tough for me to say, like, it's worth it to have three guys that cost $9. But... Yeah, they're steady for a reason. They're that price for a reason. So I'm sure I'm and, sure I, I feel like either strategy is is good. And Scott, to your credit, because you've said this before, we know what's gonna happen with Vardy and, and Firmino, right? We don't necessarily know this with Lacazette, but Vardy and Firmino, we know where the, where they will end up in the in the end of the year, they'll be in the top five. They'll both be in the top five in, in striker scoring. Wolves two, Southampton nil. Couple of wolves we haven't talked about yet this season scoring these goals: Cavallero and Johnny. Mm-hmm. Johnny, always important to have a guy that can go just by one name. Hey, Johnny. Um, what, 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 wasn't that a song? Something like that. You just made it one, Dave. You'll have to look that up. Yeah. Um, is there gonna be music for this? <laughs> look, this this match is all about Johnny and Matt Doherty. Matt. Matt Doherty. Who's if, going up? If not, I'll check right so now. If we had had pod last week, I would have loved to remind folks that entering the matches this past weekend, Matt Doherty was the top defender in the FPL threat rating. No defender was higher than Matt Doherty entering the match against Southampton. Uh, as of right now... Uh, he's third behind Harry Maguire and, weirdly, Christian Cabaselli from Watford. Um, threat, as the FPL will tell you if you go and find the definition of it, is their measurement of the value that examines a player's threat on goal. Seems self-explanatory that far. It gauges an individual most likely to score goals. Attempts are key. But it also includes pitch location and greater weight is given to actions regarded as the best openings to register a goal. Matt Doherty from Wolverhampton Wanderers was first out of all defenders on that list, ahead of Andy Robertson, ahead of Marcus Alonso. Yeah. He is the top. He was 4.4 going into this match. It was the last decision I had to make was whether or not to throw away Diego Rico and you didn't do it. Take a minus four to bring in Doherty, and I did not. Amazing, Doherty, and I wish I had. He finished the match with twelve fantasy points. Mm -hmm. His last four matches: six, twelve, two, and twelve. Scott, what make you of the the Wolves defense that has multiple players scoring very, very well? It's obviously following the results, right? I mean, you know, the two that you mentioned, 
across the club, the scores were down that week. That was at Manchester United. All the scores were up this week. The The players who are playing in the back are consistent from week to week, so the scores are relatively similar in terms of who's putting up good points. You know, it's one of there's there's a few uh, honestly you could say you, you look at Cardiff they've played the same back four every week. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing here with back five technically five defenders who are scoring points every week, and then when they don't, they all don't score the points every week. It's just one of those things where Wolves are able to play the same starting eleven. I think I think they have every week uh, every week the so same far. starting eleven. They're able to do that this year. And they're doing it to some success. We've talked in years past about how that helps. Absolutely. We had some conversation going on on Slack, who just sponsored us. Yeah. Uh, within our mini league during the week about you know who to own and and like what was essential to own, and a bunch of uh, uh, people were saying token wolves defender mm-hmm. on their list of must own. Some own Bennett. Some own Bowley. I'm not sure anyone owns Doherty or Johnny, Brian. But yet they're all scoring points the same way. And mm-hmm. so, you know, six plus points every week. So depending on who you have, I mean, there's one week where Bowley was the only one who scored because of his hand of God goal. Mm. Uh, it's one of those things where I hated it when I read it among our fellow competitors. Yeah. Token Wolves defender. Sure. Hated it. But I can't argue with it. Yeah. I can't. Well, and they're playing... So they're almost always playing a three-four-three, and Doherty and Johnny are functioning as as midfielders. Yeah, I mean, as far as where they're actually attacking, I mean, so you they're, can, they're they're playing up. Oh, they're playing up a ton. Yeah, sure. So I mean, that's that's why I'm saying, like, I, I Matt, Matt Doherty had six touches inside the 18-yard box in this match. He took two shots. Like, I mean, this is like, and this has been going on. I mean, this is not. That's why I'm saying you don't get to have that kind of threat rating as a defender by not attacking. Do you know right. what I mean? Like you can be creative and you can have all you know, you can have influence on matches, but not not that kind of goal scoring. Well, threat. Brian, all right. Another sort of sort of name game. I know that another podcast actually calls it that, so I'm just gonna call it a sort of name game. Mm-hmm. Holoboss or Doherty. Hmm. Roughly the same price range. I can both attacking. That. I can answer that without hesitation, but my anti Watford bias would be sure. showing. So you would obviously go Doherty. Yeah. Brian, what say you? Yeah, I mean, I, I like, I like, I mean, the, the way Wolves are playing is excellent. It's better than what? Is I mean, it's the reason why, it's the reason why, so like, you could say, say the same thing about Rudy Patricio as a, as a goalkeeping. Right. Option. So I, you know, I had the option to, I, I had him from the beginning of the season. His scores to start with, you know, there, it was not great each week but he showed like against manchester city for example i mean the fact that he still has probably the save of the season and will be really difficult to find a better save that you know that i I don't know that anyone will have a better save the talk about patricio is not just i mean it's like is this the signing of the season across the premier league like what he's done so far like this match six saves finishes with 10 points two bonus points in the match like he's been excellent the past few weeks for sure and i'm thrilled to have him still but like what's weird with them is even at home where they've been very good they've still allowed 48 shots at home which is the fifth highest total it's the fifth most of of all premier league teams they've allowed 19 shots on target which is also the fifth most you know in the premier league 
they've only conceded three goals at home. Two of those were a man down against Everton in the first week, and the other goal was against Manchester City. So, like, I like all of that mm-hmm. about them. Okay. Um, Watford defensively has been excellent. That's the other thing. So we didn't talk about that, but Watford, Watford is really is kind of the opposite of Wolves in a way that I feel like we've mentioned in you know in previous weeks. Watford's defense has been really good so far this season in terms of shots allowed, shots on target. Like they're just they they've been pretty good defensively. So the fact that the, you know like even this week they have a clean sheet at Arsenal going into minute 81. I mean, they're, they're, they were playing really well. I love it. Let's move on to Jimenez and Matinho because we need to talk. I mean, are these Wolves we need to talk about? Neves, do we need to talk about that? I would say no to Neves. He had a great week one, and then, like I said, he's been a complete dud ever since. Um, the one thing I've been right on all year is Neves. Uh, Matinho, though, and Jimenez, Brian, what say you about them? Well, no, I, I mean, Matinho is another one of those guys. Like, it's not, it's, he's not getting the attacking returns. He did last week, but, or, you know, two weeks ago, not this week. Look, I mean, it's the same thing. He, he took, he had eight crosses here. He takes all the corners. They had eight corners in this match, and he took all eight of them. So, three key passes for him. I mean, it's one of those guys that just, he, he's involved in everything constantly. Is it going to be points all the time? No, and that's the thing. Like, it's kind of the same with defenders. Like, I, I and it's the reason why I would still say like, I I will stick by my call on someone like Ben Chilwell because I it's it's the same as the midfielders. Like, they're kicking the ball to places where people can kick it into the net. I prefer the attacking guy. Right. right. Go ahead and predict clean sheets. Please try. Right. It's it's almost impossible. And so many matches, like I'll bet everyone who started Joe Hart this week really was hoping that Cardiff wasn't going to score a goal and probably thought Good call. this is the best chance that Burnley's going to have to not concede a goal is against this and terrible team, Cardiff, and they score, and of course they score. Wolves scored against Manchester City in a match where probably nobody expected. It's happened all season long. Right. Like, uh, there's just way too many. There's just way too many times it, it, you can think like the matchup is the as good as it's going to get, right? And it's still professionals versus professionals, and they can still put a ball in the net any match. Like I, I, I just think this season has shown so far that the guys who are the guys who are team of the season quality players are the players who have been involved in all of the attacking threat. They are involved so much going forward that they're impossible to ignore. So you'll take the you'll take the ups and downs. Brian, why do Jimenez you, is awesome. Why do you not own Jimenez and you own Danny Ings? Because I had to make a calculated decision. Okay. And I but, and I stuck with Ings. Okay. Do you regret it? Well, I mean a little bit. I wasn't gonna I don't know that I would have played I don't know that I would have played Jimenez anyway this week, even if I had him. Because, because you thought you were scared of Southampton's defense? No, because I have five useful midfielders. Oh. And so I I played I played a three five two gotcha. this week. Okay. So Scott, what say you on, on Jimenez? Jimenez Ings. Jimenez is thirty points, Ings twenty seven. Uh Jimenez high, higher than Zaha. 
push. Three, three I, more I, points higher than Zaha. I don't. Jimenez tied with Glenn Murray, two points behind Roberto Firmino on the season. Five point six. Yeah, I mean Ings's scores overall are affected a little bit by not being able to play a match, and also not being the guy to start the season. Uh, you know, I okay. I prefer Ings. All right. I think there's higher upside there, and I think Wolves will come back to earth a little bit very soon. West Ham 3, Manchester United 1. When you're 10th in the table, this is where you end up on our podcast. Holy smokes. Felipe Anderson, Lindelof own goal, and then Marco just for fun, overcoming the lone goal for the Red Devils from Marcus Rashford. Are we talking West Ham first, or are we talking United first? Well, I have to put to death a very short-lived segment, the West Ham defender scoring update. Oh, yes, you do. They have put in some points as defenders. Not so much here except for Zabaleta, who uh, had a nice assist Mm -hmm. on the first goal. Really good offside assist. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. It didn't start so good, but it ended well. Yeah. Uh, But they're putting in some points there at the back. They're putting in points everywhere. And Marco Arnautovic has been consistently strong. And, uh, you know, we've talked about the nine-ish forwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marco in the seven-ish pound range yeah, you know, would, would throw that whole strategy out the window as your discount forward. He's putting great points. So Marco, who I love and will always love, uh, another guy who dropped temporarily to 6.9. Yep. And everyone who probably sold him, I... I maybe you bought him right back again. It's so I weird. Know. I just never saw him drop. I, like somehow we missed that, and maybe that was on our bye week this past. I probably was. I was at the beach. Look, he missed. He missed the he match. Got hurt. And he was yeah, out. He missed the match yeah. against Chelsea, and he had a. And like we said a couple weeks ago, get used to the triangle by his name, yeah. uh, Manuel Pellegrini. Prior to the United match, Marco is one hundred percent fit to face United. Marco Arnautovic himself after the United match. I have to say, this week I was not 100% fit. (laughs) (laughs) The Times, among others, reporting this week that he's struggling with a bone bruise in his knee. He's saying he's playing through the pain and that the physios are in communication with him, telling him he's not going to do any further damage. They want to get him through the international break because he'll get a a rest. But look, like we said, they, they have to tread somewhat carefully with him He's Zaha for them. They can't not have him. Um, just so, just to like put real meat on that bone as yeah. far as injury for him. Sure. He's since coming to the Premier League with Stoke in 2013. He's had no fewer than 29 appearances in any of those seasons, okay. which is great. I think overall, you'd say like that's pretty good. He's you, know, you don't want to. You don't want a guy to miss nine matches. But still, like he's been close to thirty every season. You know, twenty nine was the fewest, not including illness and suspensions. He's had sixteen total absences due to injury since November twenty thirteen. So sixteen times in the last five years, he's missed time due to injury. The average length of those absences eight days. So. All of the like, all things considered, like hamstring injury. His the longest injury he had was a was a hamstring injury in January and February this season. He was out for 19 days. Other than that, he had a 17 day elbow or arm injury in May May 2017. So like, 
those were long, like that was the most extended absence that he had at any point. But everything, the most common in, in, in issue he has is ones that he's already had this season. It's hamstrings, it's knee, it's ankle and foot. It's it's all lower body things. So, yeah, like own Marco Arnautovic, of course. Like get get $7 Marco Arnautovic into right. your team, but get used to the possibility of him sitting down for three days or five days or a week or something like that. Because mm. that, that, will, that will continue to happen. Anything else worth discussing on West Ham? Yeah, Yarmolenko. Well, and but what do you think? I mean, is this a flash in the pan? What's going on with Yarma? The minutes are better. You like that for sure. He's still, he played, get, he's still getting subbed off for the most part. Well, he every played match. nine. Yeah, he played. But he's ni- not being the sub. He played ninety against Chelsea, and Marco was injured in that match. But also keep in mind, he had his own injury issue in the end of the preseason. So he had not only club, you know, new club and manager to you know kind of play himself into the team, but you know he had his own injury issues to overcome to start the season. At a six point eight midfielder, are you owning him? I am not. I'm not, but I mean, in the last three, yeah, great scores. I mean, if for you're him. A, if you're a Hammer fan, we've talked though about the strategies this season, maybe being you know so far early in the year, going heavy defense, creeping into the midfield. We're now talking. We're, the The season has now shifted to where the money can come even further forward, and so if that's the case, and you need to find a little bit of a discount, a few pounds. Uh, you know, third or fourth midfielder position, Yarmolenko is not a bad place to go. I like the fact that he's put in, and I maybe I'm overemphasizing this on this pod this week, but I like the fact that he's put in three and a five against Chelsea and United. The points have been there against quality competition. The minute, I mean, it was even better at Everton before that with the 13. He, and the minutes continue to be there, and as the competition gets a little easier, I see no reason why if the minutes continue, the points won't as well he could have easily had 10 against chelsea his chance was yes. probably the best chance for west ham and possibly the best chance of either side yeah uh nothing said more about the match than the camera cut to marco in the stands when yarmolenko missed he was standing the like, wide open yeah, header yeah, yeah. and just staring that's, that's uh true. no i mean he easily could have done better in the you know as an overall score in the last three if he puts that if he puts that ball in and no, he's playing really well, and that's that's the thing. It's just, do you buy, do you buy this uh, this improved West Ham? Um, I do, largely I mean, because of the pedigree of the manager, the West Ham who drew Chelsea the week before, and then right? and then and then and ended then, Jose Mourinho's uh, Manchester United Premier League career. Yeah, very possibly. Yeah, that's an interesting West Ham. I feel like this is a West Ham that we thought was there, and we were shocked by the early results. Not shocked, because they had a lot of new faces. I mean, Anderson, he's not a fantasy play, but he has definitely improved. Boy, is his goal nice. It was nice. His goal was very nice. The thing that Football.London, I love Football.London. Football.London talked about as far as observations from this match for West Ham was just how... The veterans performed here. Pablo Zabaleta, I feel like, has been seemed awful so many times here in the last year. Where I was like, come on, like this guy's done. Like, why is he still playing? And then like turn back the clock, dude. I mean, he just I feel like he was so good. Yeah. This match in particular. Um, you know, Mark Noble has played has played well, but you need you know, everybody everybody needs the locker room dad, and he's been he is that for them and 
Yeah, I mean, they got the performances they need from their important people. And the other thing, too, is that the Balbuena-Diop center back pairing has been also very good for them. Uh, so, no, I mean, if they can, yeah, if they tighten it up, I mean, they have the talent. It's just the question of when was it going to come together? It, it, what, were, were West Ham fans going to burn London down before they gelled? And mm. so far, they've, you know, they, it looks like they figured it out, All at right. least for what, two weeks. United. I think, the, I think the telling stat is that David De Gea is the twelfth highest scoring goalkeeper. Mm. On the yeah, season. United has hasn't been themselves. And one of my worst moves so far the fantasy season two weeks ago, I brought in Lukaku and I have since sold him. Who'd you sell to get Lukaku? Dave? I sold Aguero. Oh boy. Um, I sold Aguero. I know that sounds silly. It was after a twelve and a six, you know, and then Wolves and West Ham were on the schedule. Yeah, two and a two in those matches. Yeah, obviously, you know. You couldn't have predicted that it would be the beginning of the end, probably for Jose Mourinho. No, I, yeah, it, but you know what? Sometimes you just you well, do things and and you lose out. At this point, now I've gone to to Kane, so I went from Aguero to Lukaku to Kane. Well, so. and on Lukaku too, honestly, look, I'm not sure what to make of it, except that in their wins and when he was good, I mean, it's just obvious he was just more involved and clinical. Yeah. Uh, two shots here, neither of them on target technically, but why doesn't he put the header in? It hit the outside of the post. I, I mean, know. it was like the it was like a cannon sh- I know. shot that just glanced off the outside of the post. I mean, he should have scored here. You know, a good amount of touches inside 18 yards, but he only had, what's weird for him, he only had 28 total touches in this match. Marcus Rashford had 30, and Rashford subbed on. Right. So, you know, this is a in the Wolves' draw, okay? He only had one shot, which was blocked in that match. So, nice work, Wolves, just shutting, uh, you know, shutting Lukaku down. But he had the same number of 18-yard box touches, and overall only had you know, only touched the ball 22 times in that match. Like, he didn't, like, his involvement against Wolves was terrible. Compare that to 40 touches total against Watford, where he was good, mm. and 38 touches total against Burnley, where he was a, a, a monster. Right. So, I mean, I feel like with Lukaku, you know, it's not necessarily volume of touches, but I feel like for a guy that's, you know, not only just for hold-up, but also a, a box target, feels like he should be getting more touches than 20 something mm. for a match sure so uh, you know they just look terrible all around luke yeah. shaw continues to be the only i was gonna the say only guy that's like a bright spot for them. hanging on i think there's other places you can go with that with that money but shaw is not going to break the bank at 5.1 but there's nothing part of united right now that i want i bought into a little piece and then i sold it and uh, United, if they can score, great. That's fine. Fantasy points. It's just I'm not going to be at the expenses if they do or if they don't. You need to wait for a, a new manager bump and to know who is going to play to get that bump because the talent is here. The mm. new manager bump will probably be real. We just need to know who that manager is and who he's going to play, and then United's back in the conversation. There's no doubt the talent is there. Yeah, I mean – Anthony Martial played and looked very good whenever he was out there. And it's just like, yet again, another guy that's like, you know, Scott, you said it, like 
add him to the list of players. It's just like in the doghouse that the second they get out there, it's like, oh yeah, that guy's actually really good. Yeah. Um, he was a quality fantasy play a couple of seasons ago. And United's schedule is not too bad. The next four, I mean, other than at Chelsea, you know, you get Newcastle, then at Chelsea, Everton, and then at Bournemouth. Not bad at all. If there wasn't only turmoil around them, right. are they going to turn it around this week and win 4-0 at home against Newcastle? I don't... Yeah. Maybe. maybe 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 they will maybe sanchez gets a brace right i mean who knows with them and you know again you want to predict it go ahead west ham schedule look at brighton home spurs at leicester and then they're another one of those teams really nice schedule for west ham until the new year after this so yeah i like the west ham schedule is uh is turning around just as they're starting to get into form yep Everton three, Fulham nil. Gilfie Sigurdsson with a brace. And Shank Tosun adding in one of his own. Because of that, Brian brought out the Gilfie t-shirt for the first time this season. I had I mean it, it full disclosure, it's Gilfie Sigurdsson Swansea, but it's right. still the it's point so is Gilfie. the point is Gilfie. Sure. Look, I wanted to say Gilfie was back after week three or something. And I feel like he was. I mean, I feel like just his on-the-pitch performance showed right. that you he's been so, such quality. Wrong. You weren't wrong. You just weren't right yet. I was right a little bit. I That's mean, my listen, line. listen. <laughs> his penalty kick misses a penalty kick here. Struggles going back to the World Cup. But look, match of the day said he had scored his previous six in the league. So... At least I feel like we got an answer about who's first choice penalty taker. I mean, you know, Leighton Baines is hurt. It's not Jank. It's not anybody else that was out there. Six shots for Gilfie in this match. Wow. Scored with both of his on-target shots. He's tied with Richarlison for the team lead on 14 shots. Wow. Uh, 15 crosses in this match. 15. Now third in the Premier League overall in total crosses supplied behind only Karen Trippier and Holobos. Again, another guy, 11 of 12 corners taken for Everton. He's Doesn't tied, matter. He's tied with Ryan Frazier for the second most number of key passes, only behind David Silva. Doesn't like, matter. He's tied for third in most big chances created. Scott, you at what like, point we got to give him some attention? No, we don't. He's not consistent enough yet. Uh, there's no consistency here. He had a great match, no doubt about it. Two weeks ago, he was good against West Ham, but no consistency yet. Well, Everton, you're not going to fault him going up against the brick wall that is Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> your mood swings on your own club are. <laughs> they they re they represent uh, the whiplash that sure. you receive in a bad car accident. Understood. Sir. If anyone can't hear my sarcasm, yeah, it's true. But no, there's nothing consistent to hear about Everton yet. The, the same four in the defense are playing. Uh, you know, I, I resisted the urge to bring Richarlison right back into my lineup after a suspension of two and a three in these two matches since. Mm. Uh, I feel good about having made that decision to this point. Uh, you know, yeah, Gilfie had a great match here. No doubt about it. We all love Gilfie. 
We all love him almost enough to own the T-shirt. Brian actually does. No, not going anywhere near Everton at this point. I, 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 I have been big on Everton in the past. I could easily see myself going to Richarlison soon. It's not going to happen, though, yet. And I'm definitely not ready to go to. Gilbert and that would be, and that would be the call. Like if you have, if you have Theo sure. Walcott for some sure. reason right now. Yeah, you're probably going back to Richarlison. If you if you didn't have him to start the season, you know, I don't know why you, you wouldn't have, but yeah, just the fact that he's seven tenths cheaper, Richarlison's cheaper than Gilfie, I get that. I'm just saying, like, this is another guy. Like, I just think Gilfie's Gilfie's overall involvement is strong and a lot. And I don't see a reason why this can't keep going because it's this is not a new guy in a new league trying no, to do it for the first time. But he is doing it with a new manager, and I, I, I do struggle just with Everton's inconsistency as a whole. I will say on the side of Fulham, there's only one thing I want to say, and it's extremely negative, Dave. Mm, can't wait for that. There's one guy who looks the least premier of all the Premier League players. If anyone could find that, it'd be Rain Cloud Guy. Cyrus Cl- Christie. Cloud Guy. <laughs> okay. Is getting picked on a ton. Okay. To the point where, like, Yukonovic just needs to sit him. Yeah. It just needs to end. He's getting torched. Like, there, no one looks less Premier than Cyrus Christie in the Premier League. Maybe Mawson in his poor performance. It's weird how bad he looks. I mean,. It's the same thing as Gilfie. What happened to these guys who were great on Swansea, a terrible mm-hmm. club? Jordan Ayew hasn't done a whole lot of Crystal Palace either. No. Fulham should have been ahead more than once in the first half. Weird to me to see the stats that they finish with just six total shots and not one shot on target. It's not great for them considering how prolific they've been up to this point. Right. Mitrovic, three shots, none on target. Right. Sherla and Mitrovic are both still in the top five in shots and shots on target, even after this dud of a match. I keep feeling like Andre Sherla is going to be my Shakiri at some point this season, where like he's got all the stats and had and did have some of the returns early on, and it was just a guy that I was like, nah, I can't do it, I can't do it. But look, Sherla, Sessegnon, Vieto, all three should have put a ball into a net. Every single one of them had a chance that was not just good, it was great, and they blew it. Mm. Especially Sessegnon with another, yet another uh, of my favorite shots. Yeah, that's right. Under, 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 under the, the underside of the crossbar. Shirley's miss was from, you know, after a great move and pass from Sessegnon. His Sessegnon's miss was from an unreal pass from Jean-Michael Sarri. All of those were still while it was nil nil. Like how this they can't possibly be be that bad for them if they go up one nil at any point in this match. Like Everton is shockingly lucky to leave here with a clean sheet. Like that to me is the most is is the least uh believable part of this final scoreline. Not anybody else's performance or anything else. It was how terrible they were at finishing in this defensively yikes they are awful well guess what they get to play at arsenal next week 
And uh, good luck, Fulham. Captain your Arsenal players. Good, good luck. Only Burnley is worse than them in shots allowed, and they are worse than Burnley in shots allowed on target for the season. They, they are joint worst with Cardiff and Huddersfield for the most goals allowed for the wow. season. They are terrible. They all have 19 shots in this match. 19. Six on target, and Everton finishes with three goals. This is not good. And they are and this and it just continues to be terrible. Yeah. Speaking of Burnley, Cardiff one, Burnley two. Brian, I will say one of your best picks came a couple weeks ago when you oh mentioned Johan Berg Goodmanson. Mm. Scott, if you could pick any thorn to be in Brian's side, it might be that thorn. Why is that? Ask him, Brian. Because because I'll tell you why. Without him asking, I'll tell you why. This is he he wrote about this in the differential column like a month ago, and for whatever reason, never actually made the move actually on his fantasy team. He didn't listen to his own fantasy advice or just didn't feel like it was the right time. Brian. Brian. And it's just it's 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 got to hurt. Brian. I'm gonna take Does you, it not? Brian, I'm gonna take you back twelve months ago. <laughs> twelve months ago. You were already running away with our draft league. <laughs> and the thing that you said then was, if only my draft league squad was reflected in my budget league squad. Mm -hmm. Think about how much better I would be doing in the budget uh, league. And you finished in the bottom third of the table, right? Mm -hmm. In the budget league. It was not good. And continue to run away with the draft league. That's true. When will you start to be consistent with yourself? <laughs> Look, Goodmanson is the like seventh guy on this list of of guys you want. Of guys, look, I'm all I can do is say this guy does everything for this club. So Goodmanson, two crosses here, thirty six total crosses for the season, eighth most. He's tied with Ryan Fraser in total crosses. This is despite the fact that he only played 18 minutes against Fulham and missed the United match entirely. He took both Burnley corners here. He has 16 corners taken for the season. No other Claret has more than two corner kicks for the season. Like He does everything for them in terms of free kicks and corners. He's, and their, he's their Swiss Army pocket. My man. whole point with Goodmanson in the differentials weeks and weeks ago was he... He was one of the top assist guys in the Premier League last season. He had more assists than Roberto Firmino last season. That's interesting. He was the top scoring guy at his price range over the course of the season. And all my point was is, based on his involvement, there's no reason why he couldn't duplicate that this year. Okay. And so, yeah, two weeks ago, two assists. This week, goal and an assist. Like, Goodmanson is such a is such a solid, consistent guy. He is essential to what Burnley does in their attack. You don't pay attention to Burnley forward. There's no point in doing it. And the fact that he's in the same price range as any of their other midfielders and really any of their other players, like he's the guy. He's the guy you pick. All right. Can can I call Scott? Can I call you to the table again? Do you own Scott Tarkowski? Or any other Burnley defender? No, he does not own Scott Tarkowski. <laughs> that sounds like a uh, character from a bad teenage 
Yeah, the Dick bully, Schauser, like the film. bully in a in a in a James. in a teen drama, angsty, angsty teen drama. Mm-hmm. What about James Tarkowski? What about I transferred guy? him in this week. Man, why? Just curious. I'm uh, curious why. Now he did have a six against Bournemouth. Well, he's right? been consistent all well, season. On. The last four weeks, he has a one, two, six, and a one. Go back before that. It, that was I didn't want to talk about those, but that was it was five seven seven to start the season. Yep. So or seven seven five to start the season. I liked the option of being able to save bank a bunch of money because I was selling Mendy. Okay. I didn't like any of the options above him in scoring. Okay. And uh, and but so Burnley hasn't. I feel like they haven't been the Burnley of the no. Past. But I looked a lot at the previous week's result. I felt okay. like they were turning and the 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 narrative. I'd bought into the narrative. They had turned things around. I mean, they got the win here, too, away. The, I mean, the it's four, Cardiff. You're referencing the 4 nothing win against Bournemouth. Bournemouth, that's right. So I, I did put a lot into Bournemouth. And then I looked, and their next two opponents are Cardiff and Huddersfield at the time. Sure. Not the, the two least scoring teams in the league. Right. So I felt like everything was working for me on that move. Uh, Cardiff, not so much. Well, they he gave might, up the and goal. you might get it, to your credit, you might get a clean sheet. Yeah, this that week. yellow triangle next to his name is not so prominent. That's not good. Well, so he has a, apparently, a groin injury that will keep him out at least until the international break. So okay. he was another one of those guys that was pro- probably another one going of those to, reasons why I feel like Dave Smith all of a sudden. <laughs> probably going to probably was was going to play with England over the break, and yeah. now is uh, uh, a doubt to play with them. So uh, hey, Kevin Long comes in last season's bargain of the late season uh, does fine, and he subbed on because Ben Gibson who they signed uh, over the summer, is dealing with his own groin issue. So I expect that you'll see Kevin Long again uh, versus Huddersfield on Saturday. And hey, if you had like a one-week choice of a guy to pick for whatever reason, Kevin Long's, Kevin Long's already shown that he can deputize there and do well. Cardiff, is there anything worth mentioning? How terrible was this match? I'm not joking. It's the worst. I don't even know why we're talking about Burnley it. Burnley was outshot 20-3. to three. They a, had three shots. Because Bobby Reed was just probably unleashing shots. Burnley had three shots. Did you hear what I said? Three shots? Two of their shots were on target, and they went in. Right. How terrible was this match? It's a bad game, and that's why it's last on our list. And I, I hope that you weren't relying on any of these players on your fantasy team. Again, if Cardiff get a point before November 10th, Neil Warnock should be considered for manager of the year. I love it. Hey, look, we've made it to the end of part two, Scott. Um, find us on all the fancy soccer, FC, social media spots. Give us some good ratings. Man, I did notice this past week we've gotten a few extra good ratings. Nice. If you want to give us a bad rating, you don't have to do that. But, hey, give us a good rating. Did we get a bad iTunes. rating? No, we haven't. I mean, why, get, why do that even if you if you think that? Look, Just listen, subscribe, right? If you listen to us and like us, help us out. Go to iTunes. Give us a good rating so that when someone searches fantasy soccer, we're the first name that pops up. It helps us, man. It helps us. Help us share the love hey for the fantasy soccer fc podcast this is david smith until next time